Welcome to The Pastor and the Counselor, where each week I sit down with counselors from In Him Christian Wellness to talk about life issues, mental health, and ways to intentionally pursue Jesus right in the middle of our struggles. Relational, practical, and full of great conversations, I guarantee it will be 30 minutes of your time well spent. Well, today on The Pastor and the Counselor, this beautiful morning, uh, joined by John Burchard and Corinne Vento from In Him Christian Wellness. Good morning to both of you. Hi, Ryan. Good morning. What Good was the best part of your weekend? Uh, we had a celebration, a, a blessing, of going away for our administrative assistant. It was nice just to gather, mm. to remember, to appreciate. Yeah, it's probably... One of the first times, you know, as a team being able to really do that, right? With COVID and that is that is very true. true. That is our yeah. first gathering as a staff <laughs> since since COVID began. That is awesome. Corinne, what about you? Yeah, that was really fun. I was there too. We were talking while we were there that um we don't usually have goodbyes for our staff. Usually just more people come and then nobody mm. ever leaves. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. So it was really special to send her off on her way. That's so awesome. I uh, We had a wedding here on at New Life on Saturday, and that was really cool. It was one of our, our Latino families, and uh, just amazing time celebrating. And, you know, it's different because, you know, the, the uh, Latino culture brings in so many beautiful things that I've never been a part of in a wedding, you know. I, I got to be honest, though, I was a little worried, just a little worried about the heat. I was a little worried about, you know, whether or not we were going to get started on time. I was a little worried about going until midnight. <laughs> so, you know, there was a little bit of worry in and around all of what was on Saturday and, and wedding. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about worry. Um, for our next two episodes, we're going to be we're going to be on the subject of worry, and uh, so this this episode we want to talk about kind of what are the, some of the origin of worry, and and then some of the effects of it, and then don't worry everyone if if you're tuned in, make sure you listen to the second one, because we're going to really talk a little bit more deeply about strategies to overcome worry, and the reality is, and John, you always kind of do a great job of pointing to this. Um, is that we have victory in Jesus, mm-hmm. and uh, and so in Christ uh, we have we can we are overcomers. Not just we can overcome, but we are. It's an identity. So look looking forward to uh, the topic of worry. So um, let's just talk about worry for a minute. You know where did where would you guys say worry started? The origins of worry. Where's the beginning of worry? Well, certainly at the fall. You know, with in the garden, they had perfect communion with God, mm. and so perfect peace, mm-hmm. all love. There wasn't anything to to be afraid of, be to be concerned about. Mm-hmm. They were completely provided for. So at the fall, and their expulsion from the garden, now we have a completely different dynamic at at play. Play, yeah, yeah. It's again. When you read some of the Genesis account and you hear about them walking hand in hand with God Mm -hmm. 
and uh, and they were naked. The Bible says so. It's like they were completely, completely surrendered uh, to what God had created. You know, fully mm-hmm. surrendered, and then just you know that switch flips, and they they disobey and they enter into into rebellious uh, world, broken world, fallen world, and that desire to to just be with God, they go into hiding. You know, and I was thinking, why? Because they were worried. <laughs> they were worried about, you know, what God was going to think, what God was going to do, reactions. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Corinne, what about you? Where, where, what are some other kind of places of, of roots where this, where worry gets rooted? Well, I was thinking about just now when we were talking about the garden, and um, I guess the separation from God is when when the worry started, right? So they were walking hand in hand and they were in communion with God. And then um, once there was a separation or a break in that relationship, there became more worries and things. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, you know, God said, don't eat from the mm-hmm. tree of knowledge of good and evil. And they did. And that need for knowing, that need mm-hmm. for control did you say the word control Corinne I'm not sure if you said it but no, no uh, you know that's maybe where my mind goes to when I think about when I worry and the root of worry in my life I, I really think it uh, a lot of times if not all the time it comes down to control for me um, maybe for all of us but man control is such a powerful powerful uh, I don't what weapon violent act I'm not sure what to call it but control is not something that's helpful for me anyway it's difficult difficult to deal with and it just hurts everything control breaks so many relationships i'm not talking about boundaries i'm talking about trying to control because boundaries and we've mm-hmm. been there before and we'll likely get there again but the need to control so that i i'm i'm knowing everything i can make sure everything happens properly i can you know it's like keeping it in a box, right? Keeping everything safe. It's a really good point. It's fear-based. It's a fear-based response. Mm. The need to control, control your circumstance, Mm. context, Mm. others, because you're concerned that it's not going to go your way, right? That you're, it's uncertain. Yeah. Yeah. The outcome. And so you want to try to make, uh, have the outcome turn out the way you want it to be. The way that you're protected, you're safe, you're successful, mm. you prosper. The other word that Corinne brought up that goes hand in hand with that is relationship. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're not in a vacuum, we're not in a silo. So the idea that that initial schism with God was very significant, they felt the impact right away. Mm. Uh, you brought up that they hid yeah. from God. And so, really, they felt uncovered in that place. The fact that they were naked, now they were feeling ashamed, where before they were unashamed. So that protective covering of this relationship with God mm. was severed at that place mm-hmm. of, of sin, right? So this is where fear enters in. Yeah. And this is when we begin to want to control our environment. 
So fear and worry are pretty linked. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought that up, John, the idea that worry and control is fear-based because that comes up a lot in counseling as we begin to explore issues of anxiety and worry. Almost always it comes down to some sort of fear of what others will think or how we'll present ourselves and things like that. I was thinking about this, Corinne, specifically because because of you, because um, you mentioned uh, in an email back and forth with me just about being careful in in just how we you know speak some of these things because we don't we also don't want we don't mm -hmm. want anyone to start to feel like worry is ultimately like this place that just lands you always in um, the outside of God's plan and purposes and because we all worry it's part of our it's part of our human nature part of the sinful nature and so worry isn't you know I mean it's based in brokenness it's based in our you know our sinful rebellion from God but we all deal with it we mm -hmm. all deal with it so you know it's not uncommon and and we're I wish I could deal with worry and just be done with it but it seems like just when I am you know I I'm just sitting here thinking um, you know, yesterday, I was, I was telling you both that I was dealing with honey yesterday and taking honey off of our beehives. And I got stung. Thank goodness those of you who are listening can't see my face because it stung me right below the eye. And so I look like an orc from Lord of the Rings, right? There's part of, you're not agreeing with me. Um, <laughs> there's part of me, though, that is sitting here. And I'm a little bit worried that I'm distracting you guys as, as we're <laughs> recording this. Um, and I'm really thankful because if we were on Zoom, I'd be really worried about what everyone is watching is thinking. Like, that's how subtle worry can be. Sitting here in relationship with people that I respect and love, and I'm worried about... You know, uh, Corinne keeps looking at my eyes. She probably thinks I'm like this monster. You know, John's just laughing, thinking he probably got what he deserved. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, like, that's how subtle worry is, right? So it's not just the big things. Um, talk, talk to us a little bit about some of the effects that you see of worry. It is pervasive, and it's, it is universal. We tend to put... Um, the label associated with anxiety. And so anxious people look a particular way, they, they move a particular way, mm. they respond to life a particular way, and we have labels that we use with it, right? Oh, they're OCD, or they're, they're this or that, they're type A, that type of thing. But in reality, anxiety is a part of everybody's life. Mm -hmm. And it's expressed in different ways. Hmm. So we all experience fear at some level, concern about the estimation of others, about what might be happening in life. So it looks like power, control, different as aspects of fear are expressed different ways hmm. by different types of people. Hmm. So this is something for all of the folks who are listening, for all of us, because it's a part of our life after the fall. Right. And the way people experience it <clears throat> in terms of relationship or within their body or how it affects their thought processes, this is 
this is where we see the distinctives. Yeah. Corinne, can you, can you help us maybe understand a little bit between the difference between maybe what worry would be and then anxiety? I, it might be helpful for us to just kind of differentiate the two a little bit um, because I think while there's some congruence, there's also some big maybe difference in dealing with the two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think John kind of touched on it. I imagine anxiety be di- anxiety to be somewhat of a spectrum, you know, so all of us deal with anxious tendencies and things, um, but in order to be diagnosed with anxiety or have you know, severe anxiety, there's a couple of other things that come up, you know, you experience a lot of racing thoughts and physical presentations of anxiety. Um, Whereas sometimes, you know, when we just worry about something, we're able to kind of not fixate on it. Hmm. I think that that's one of the big differences. Does, does worry eventually, can, can worrying and not dealing with worry eventually become more significant forms of anxiety, do you think? I think that seems reasonable to say. Yeah. Yeah, think in terms of of stress. Mm -hmm. The, The more we hold on to stress, the less or the more it impacts our daily life. Mm -hmm. How we think, how we respond to people because we have less capacity. Mm-hmm. We're more fatigued by that stress. Same thing with when it comes to worry. The more we hold on to that worry, think about the worry, then it becomes more controlling of us. Mm-hmm. It gets bigger. It turns into an anxiety that really impacts the way we see the world and Respond to the world. Hmm. So it's almost like the the monster in the closet that if we don't start to deal with worry, if we don't, then it's going to grow. You know, it's mm-hmm. like we're feeding it if we're not not dealing with it, which then it can become just becomes out of control for us. It just becomes bigger than bigger than we're able to even maybe manage it, see it. That's a great example. Do mm-hmm. anything about it. Yeah, we call it the bully, mm. the bully in the room, anxiety, because it demands your attention. And the more that you look at it, the bigger it gets. It gets. <laughs> right. Yep. Had a few of those growing up mm. in the schoolyard. <laughs> mm. Now I look and I'm like, he wasn't that big, you know, really wasn't that he wasn't that mean just in my head. Yeah, those bullies become. Well, what are some of the effects of worry? Uh, what, what ways does worry manifest, maybe physically, emotionally, mentally, and, and then spiritually, um, so that we can start to, you know, really break it down? I think breaking these things down is so important. And um, so maybe even for some of us who are worrying about something, it, you know, we're experiencing a symptom. And if we can link it, then there's a place for help. Yeah, it's, that's a great direction. Mm-hmm. So we like to think in terms of mind, body, and spirit, mm-hmm. mind, body, and soul. And we started this, this, this discussion back in the fall, so let's start with the spiritual aspect of mm-hmm. it. Um, we're designed to be in communion with God, to walk with him, to know him. And in, in that covering, we find peace 
and love and joy, all the fruits of the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. So the first thing that happens when it comes to worry or anxiety is that we look inside of ourselves to try to figure something out. How do we get out of this mess? Mm. What do I need to do to protect myself? Mm-hmm. And as soon as we turn our attention inward, then that's a precipitous fall for the other aspects of life. So I'll, I'll let Corinne speak to some of those in terms of thinking process and the, and the body, how mm. it affects our body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just want to say add to the spiritual first. I think it, it often comes with a distrust of God and his character yeah. then too, mm-hmm. you know, where we feel like if something is out of control or something is not going right or we're worried, it kind of indicates that maybe we're not trusting God with his plan. Um, and so that's one of the spiritual effects, I would say. That's a great point. Yeah. Thank you for adding that on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that distance, the further distant we are from God, the closer we are to other things. So mm-hmm. as you're mentioning that, I'm thinking about the bully. And, you know, so the further I am away from trusting the heart of God, I'm trusting my own heart. And then when things are happening all around me, oh, my word, there's there's not that father's heart, love, grace, you know, all of the character of God. You know, if I'm not trusting God, that means I'm not able to experience who God is and he is confidence he is power he is peace like you said john so that distance factor when we're feeling distant so spiritually i talk with a lot of people who say oh you know i'm i'm just not feeling not feeling close to god i'm you know i feel like you know i'm kind of out there on my own or i'm i had somebody reach out to me on the weekend and say i'm feeling lost and um which then creates, because as we were talking, you know, it creates this spiritual, you know, cycle or, or fall down the mountain where it builds up momentum until there's a crashing into something. And, and we don't want that, right? But, but the further we continue to remain from God, the more worry is going to have a place in my life. That bully's not going to go away on its own. Most certainly. I told you about the, the friend I had in elementary school, a Mike. Oh, yes. Biggest kid yep. ever. He was your protector, right? <laughs> he was my protector. Yeah. I was the skinny guy, skinny, scrawny guy, and so always skirting around the halls and trying to figure out how to, how to stay safe, which big adult I could kind of be close to. Mm. And Mike befriended me. And so he was the example for me, this greater this greater truth that God is our protector so whenever when I was with Mike I was relaxed my disposition was very different my thought process was very clear I wasn't thinking about the next place I needed to go hide or be safe Mm. I was I could confidently walk down the hall because Mike was by my side and so it is with God right yeah it is yeah so I think this this idea like I, I trusted Mike in those moments. I, I knew no one was going to lay a hand on me or say anything that would make me sad. So I think this is a really good point that Corinne brought up, this idea of, of trust. Mm-hmm. And if, if, we're, if we're not feeling close to God and, and not able to trust him in that moment, then we really have to fall on our own devices 
Yeah, I think that's where Jesus was getting at in Matthew chapter 6, too. It's a, it's a long passage, but Matthew 6, 25 through 34, it's all about worry. And, you know, there's a lot of questions in it that I think can really, again, we'll talk about this maybe a little more in the strategies, but, but the heart of it, you know, is that feeling like we are lacking in every, in every area of our life. And that starts spiritually, right? I think when we're, when we're lacking spiritually, when we're disconnected from God, then it's going to feed the physical, the mental, the emotional. Mm -hmm. And so really important to start to kind of diagnose this from a, how are you doing spiritually? Mm -hmm. Like, are you feeling close to God? If not, then, and you're dealing mm -hmm. with worry, then maybe that's the first place to start is, Mm -hmm. Where are you with God? Are you trusting God? Can you trust God? Are there reasons why you can't trust God? Uh, and start asking some of those questions, and that's going to lead to, you know, that's going to lead to start um, self, self-help, self-diagnosing some of the worry. Trusting God takes work. Trusting anybody takes work, work. you know, putting yeah. into a relationship. And so taking time to figure out, okay, why am I not trusting of this or why am I not able to let go of this sort of worry that's that's where we really get into some of those core you know fears mm -hmm. like we were talking about so what about some of the physical mental emotional body and mind effects of worry well certainly spiritual then affects the way we think and thought patterns are there's certain there's certain types of thought patterns evident when it comes to anxiety. So I'll let Corinne speak to some of those. I'm not sure what, <laughs> I don't have those uh, right, you gotta right on my You got to channel your yeah. inner John on that what one, right? Is, what is he trying to tell me? <laughs> um. it's, like, it's like the worry. What am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, well, some of the thought patterns are like feeling like we can't get out of this or feeling like we're mm -hmm. alone or... Um, you know, feeling trapped or like this is the worst thing that'll happen and kind of getting into these spirals of worst case scenario and, um, you know, kind of black and white thinking, all of these sort of patterns that we, we find ourselves in when we're not, mm. you know, taking stock of what we're, what's happening internally in our mind. Mm. So that mental, we start overthinking things, mm -hmm. We start to like go down roads that we have no business going down. We start to just everything becomes suspect, you know, in greater degrees of those things. Right. Yeah. Our, God has given a, us a brain to protect ourselves. So we have a part of the brain that fires off. There's a potential for risk. And so there is some dynamics in our thought process and in our body that are impacted by that part of the brain mm. in a moment of risk. Mm. When we're worrying and don't feel like we have that covering of God and that we can trust him in the moment, then our brain fires off that this is a, an unsafe situation. And so what Corinne pointed out in terms of the thought process was spot on. That was really good. And what we see in terms of brain activity, your brain speeds up because mm. it's trying to it's trying to connect the dot in the moment. You know, is this, is this safe? Oftentimes, when we encounter really risky situations, we act 
we have this innate ability to act, get out of the way, mm. get out of the way of the car or dodge, mm-hmm. dodge the baseball that was hit our way. We just have that innate sense. But when there's nothing really there to latch onto, to connect the dot for, then our brain just keeps processing. Okay, I, I think I'm at risk, but where's the risk? Where's the mm. risk? And so mm-hmm. the brain keeps going faster. This is where we get ruminative thinking, mm. thinking about the same thing. So if you, if you find yourself, you know, processing the narrative over and over and again in your, in your head, you're just trying to come to some kind of conclusion to see if you're safe or not, mm. oftentimes. Mm-hmm. So these are the ways that can impact your thought process. It's mm. really good. So... <clears throat> Yeah, that's really helpful. That I, that effect on the mind is really helpful. Mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of a lot of folks who are listening are going to find that, you know, that's a that's a moment we're looking for. Then, right? That's a question you're asking, you know, kind of as a looking for the effects. If your mind's constantly racing, that's maybe a little bit of a check. That mm-hmm. worry is. Not just knocking at the door. It may, it maybe is sitting at your table. Yeah, and when your mind is going that fast, and like John said, if you feel like there's some sort of danger or that something's unsafe, even if it there, even if there's not, right? That's that's mm. your mind playing tricks on you. Your body is going to respond in kind, right? So you're going to feel stressed or tense. Your heart's going to beat faster. Your chest is going to feel tight. You know, you're going to. I don't know, all sorts of different physical symptoms of what happens when your mind is racing and you're looking to get out of whatever feels unsafe, your body responds. Mm. I know I was, and and such a good point to bring up because I I was in visiting uh, one of your team members, uh, Kellyanne, um, who does clinical massage and she often asks me, um, so where is this not coming from? You know, this doesn't feel like just yard work. There's something, something else. And so, yeah, that, you know, and I always know where it is. It's right between my shoulder blades. And that's where I can tell when I'm starting to, you know, either carry too much, you know, literally but also figuratively you know i'm mm-hmm. i'm trying to control i'm trying to manage i'm trying to and she has a great tactic of finding the physical effect you know in 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 clinical massage and some of the sacral stuff that she does it's like it's pretty amazing actually she's very gifted at it and it it's uh it is reflective of what we're talking about mm-hmm. right that how your body can store mm-hmm. the stress yeah. of life. So the body is a good is a good indicator for us. Like how am I doing? The, oftentimes we see it as a definer. Well, I'm I'm hurt oh, right there. That's really good. And that limits our ability then to self-assess at a different level. Mm. It's hard for us to go then to the place of like, how am I thinking about? What's my perspective? In this moment, how is my walk with God in this moment? Because mm-hmm. if my belly hurts, my belly hurts. Right. And that's all I think about. Yeah. And I just I'm convinced that something's wrong with my belly. 
Yeah. Sometimes that's the case. And sometimes it's that I'm not trusting God or sometimes I'm, I, I need to eat. Mm-hmm. Right. Or my thought patterns are off or whatever. So it's really good. I've heard I've heard from, you know, several different chiropractors and whatnot too. the digestive system is so connected to worry and and stress and so that's another place to look for if any kind of uh, digestive issues or irritable bowel syndrome those kinds of things can be I'm not saying they always are but they can definitely be linked to worry because we're, we're our bodies weren't meant you know to handle all of what God said he would handle you know, for us. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to shift then in our next episode to talking about um, how do we overcome? How do we break through? What are some strategies, um, you know, to get after um, healing and wholeness, which is what in him's all about new life. We talk around here all the time about uh, we want to be a community where healing and wholeness uh, are just are part of our everyday life. So Hey everyone, thank you for joining us for this episode of The Pastor and the Counselor. I want to encourage you to reach out to In Him Christian Wellness if you need to talk or if you know someone else that may be in crisis or could use a counselor. Their website, inhimchristianwellness.org. You'll also find uh, the link in the Pastor and Counselor description. Take care until next time.